0: To Long Story Long, the podcast where we sit down with small business owners and local creatives to share their stories. We're having honest conversations about their process, how they got their start, and anything along the way that begins with Long Story Long. I'm your host, Ashton Warner, co-founder of Ava Collective and creator of the Buffalo-based clothing line, ARW. And today, I am delighted to introduce Dr. Samantha Atard. She is a certified yoga teacher. She is a doula. She is an Ayurvedic health counselor. She is a doctor of nutrition. She is the founder of the Buffalo-based wellness space Spiro Collective, and she is here to talk about it all. So without further ado, please welcome Dr. Sam. Hi, Ashton. (laughs) Hi. I'm so glad we're here again. Again, yes. yes. So we have done this before. We have. (laughs) Um, And your file got it disappeared into the ether Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so but there has been some time passing yes so we're starting fresh i love it i think it's really nice just two pals
1: reuniting for a little chat date it's perfect (laughs) it's wonderful and i'm excited for the new stories that get to come out the hashing of old ones whatever kept you up at night (laughs) from our last (laughs) conversation we'll be able to like Clarify perfect the details, clear the air. Love it. Yeah. I'm we're gonna excited.
0: we're gonna re-warm up. Okay. So you know what, the only person who remembers your fourth mystery question is you and I. So yes. Those two people. But I gave you a new one. Okay. i appre- I appreciate the new mystery question. I appreciate it. I like it the surprise. Fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so let's go back to kindergarten. Okay.
1: What did you wanna be when you grew up? Mm-hmm. So in kindergarten, I Really wanted to be on this show called The Lawrence Welk Show. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was a variety show on PBS. Have you checked it out since our last conversation? No. No? Oh, my gosh. Okay, Lawrence Welk, old man, PBS. He was, like, the conductor of the orchestra. Uh And they had all these different, like, songs and dances and, like, little skits and things like that. And I desperately wanted to be a dancer on that (gasps) show, particularly because... Like they had like a bubble machine and they would like Aww. dance around in bubbles and yeah. like it just was like really wholesome and lovely. And that's what I wanted to do. You should revive it. I know. I totally would. PBS is right downtown. <laughs> <laughs> um I don't actually I wonder if they still show it at all on PBS. I would I would believe it because even when I was watching it, the, these were repeats. Like I was not watching it like when right. it was recorded. This was like probably 70s and 80s that it was actually being recorded. Um, um, so I was watching the replays, so I don't know if they're still on. But wow. it was really lovely.
0: Wow. I gotta, I do have to watch it. Yes. And I know, like, my husband and my mom are listening, and they're like, Ashen, you know what that is. <laughs> really? <laughs> probably. Because we're
1: all into, like, vintage
0: yeah. accoutrements, if yeah. you will. Yeah.
1: But love It's it. really lovely. If you're feeling down, if you, like, need to – I don't know, just to sort of pretend that everything is hunky dory and that there's no problems <laughs> in the earth, like besides, you know, what flavor of ice cream I should pick or something like that. Yeah. Like that's the show to watch. Nice. Yeah, love that. Yeah, love it. I really love it. <laughs>
0: so, you are not on a you are not a dancer on a variety show. Yes. You are actually in the wellness space. Mm-hmm. But if you were not, what do you think that you would be doing with your life?
1: There are so many options in the world, and I was thinking about this again because I it was, it was like, I don't know. I, I, I could keep coming up with different things. I was like, I could be a florist. Um, I could own a bookstore. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would I would love to be a farmer, I think. <laughs> I think. <laughs> People work. who know me are probably saying, no, you wouldn't, Sam, <laughs> because what are the chances that you would actually <laughs> want to be dirty and like do these things? But think it would be fun to be a farmer i think it would Um, be fun
0: to like um be a farmer but then also have staff like people working on the farm then you could just like have the benefits (laughs) if it's like to be a landowner
1: like no no. (laughs) No.
0: (laughs) like um like, you wear fancy kimonos, and, like, you go see your chickens.
1: They're, okay, yes, I would like to... Thank you. I would like yeah. to be Martha Stewart. Yeah, I like, okay. I we got it. If I wasn't doing this, I'd probably want to be Martha Stewart. Plus um, the jail time, okay. or minus the jail time? I'm going to say minus. <laughs> I'm going to say minus the jail time, plus the, like... She has, like, a chicken house. She's, yeah. like... I learned recently she has, like, a house that's just full of, like, her baskets. Like, because she's... I don't know what she needs all the baskets okay. for, but, like, just... Seems like it's nice. I think she has chickens and takes care of flowers and then has a lot of people to do the dirty work. Great. And it's, I don't know, it seems pretty nice. And is, is a millionaire. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Maybe even a
0: millionaire. There
1: we go. If I wasn't in the wellness space, I'd be a millionaire. That's what I would like perfect. to do. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: I'm actually going to flip
0: your questions. Great, let's do it. Because this is a perfect segue from you saying that you'd be a millionaire. I don't know if you've heard recently, but there is... Um, a report in California that there is a 1.5 million dollar Powerball winning that has gone unclaimed and is about to expire oh so it's like a race to like people have like look through all their old tickets oh my god so your mystery question yes is if you were a millionaire and you won a million dollars from the lottery what is the first silly purchase that you would make
1: Oh my god! Okay, okay, wait. My first silly purchase, or just like the first purchase? Like, what's like something like so silly
0: that you would never want to spend the money on oh. that you then had access
1: to do so? Oh, oh, this is <laughs> my list is way too long. i have like, I can tell you everything that I would. Oh my gosh! I got okay, because because like if the first thing that comes to to mind like the first thing that i would do is i mean i would i would probably like take a very large trip like yeah. somewhere like far across the world and would obviously go first class the whole way and because in in like post-pandemic world airplanes are fine i can do them mm-hmm. and like whatever and I would like some more personal space, and like I have officially—I've never actually flown first class, but I've become a first class snob, and that I'm like I'm not going there if I can't go
0: first class. Like, <laughs> but you've never been in first class? No,
1: no, no. But I'm convinced <laughs> myself, like I'm not going somewhere really far away unless I'm paying for that big ticket. So, um, so that's my first thought is that like that's a good one. All the places that I want to go to, but that I'm like you're not gonna go because you're not gonna buy first class ticket. <laughs> I would go there. <laughs> go Perfect. really far away. Yeah.
0: Um, we were talking about this before we were recording, but I have recently read Crazy Rich Asians. Yes. So that's the same. It's the same vibe. Just always being in first
1: class, getting your own bed yeah. in a plane. It's like that would be really nice. There are some very long flights. My Ayurveda teacher um, lives in Bali. So it's very far away. We talk on the Zoom. You know, we do not talk in person. Mm-hmm. Um, Have and you met in person? No, we've never met in person. Oh, internet friend. Yeah, I know. My, my internet <laughs> friend. And like, to get from Buffalo to Bali is no small feat. It oh. is many, many, many flights and there are very long flights in that, in that sequence. Mm-hmm. And so, that would be a really big dream. That would be really wonderful. Could you meet halfway? <laughs> what would be halfway i I know she loves me i don't know if she would do that for me um what would be halfway i think halfway would like maybe india would be halfway okay that but that to me again speaks to like how far away bali is if india is halfway which is a 10 hour flight i think from like new york or dc so it's It's far away. It's a trip. Yeah, it's a really big trip. And I would have thought, because I always thought of Australia as being like the farthest place away that you could go. Yeah. But I think Bali is farther. Like, I think it's like Australia, and then you have to fly to Bali. Like, I think it's far. So. Yeah, I would like to go to Australia, but it's just too far. It's very far. So I guess you'll never see me in Bali either. I know. Right. (laughs) I know. Australia, Bali. Yeah, New Zealand's supposed to be beautiful. There's like beautiful places in this world. You know, there's lots of beautiful places close to home, too. But there's also very beautiful places that are very far away. Mm-hmm. And but uh, how? Uh, I Tell, teleport. I don't Yeah, Exactly. There we go. <laughs> I, would, I would invest my million dollars in teleportation equipment so that I wouldn't even have to go first class. I okay. feel like that would be way more than one million dollars.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but we'll settle for a fancy first class a ticket. fancy first class ticket. That's what I would do. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> so, not your final mystery warm-up question. Great. We're popping back to number three. Great to, f- to finish it out. I love it. So, you are a small business owner. Yes. And what would you say is your favorite part about the small business community here in Buffalo?
1: Yeah, I I think it is the way that the small business community is a reflection of Buffalo as a as a whole, which is like people are incredibly friendly and nice and just want to help you out and are interested in your stories Mm -hmm. and are interested to hear what's going on with you. And then they hear what's going on with you and say, Oh, that makes me think of these four people that I know, or have you done this? Or it's just without being like a overbearing kind of way. I just find it's just like, they're genuinely want to help and they genuinely want to like see you succeed. And that feels really nice.
0: It feels really, really lovely. I say it often, but it just, so true always. There's just room at the table for everybody. Yeah,
1: And everybody is so welcoming. Yes. I feel like there is room. And it is – again, we were talking a little bit before this. You know, we were talking about Ava Collective and, like, and being able to show up. And, like, there's room for the pop-up markets because everyone's pop-up markets are different or have, like, a different vibe to them or different vendors that come to them. Like, there's room for a lot of, like, diversity in the business space without being, like – Ava Collective is the only pop up that exists ever in the world. Is
0: it though? Just
1: kidding. (laughs) Shameless plug. Yeah, (laughs) it's the the best, but it (laughs) might not be the only. No, it's not. Yeah, but like, (laughs) but just uh, that there's this room for different businesses and everything to exist, and definitely. Right. And we're talking about bagels. Like there's a, there's a bunch of people that are making bagels that are making really great bagels. And mm-hmm. I'm so grateful that they're all there. And now they're in different spaces and some of them are open on the Saturdays and some of them are open on the Sundays. And mm-hmm. like, it just, there's, there's room. Everybody's got their own vibe. Yeah. Love and it. it's like, and that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. And
0: it is celebrated.
1: That's exactly. Exactly. Love it. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. do you feel warmed up? Yeah, I mean, I feel like it actually got a little chillier in here in the last like, but I'm, but I'm good. Yeah, it's warm. always warm in here, so I'll take what I can get. Cool. Okay, got it. Okay, so this is okay. Perfect,
0: perfect. So, <laughs> take us back to the beginning of your career, mm-hmm. and let's talk a little bit about your educational background. Let's talk about your experience in school, your career goals, mm-hmm. etc.
1: Yeah, I think that sounds wonderful. Um, I think it might be worth taking. 14 seconds to just say what Ayurveda is and like what it is I actually do because like please there's like a lot of like names and like f- things I've studied and all that sort of thing but like what do I ultimately do at the end of the day is I counsel people on health mm-hmm. and I counsel people on health from an eastern medicine lens which is Ayurveda which is the ancient Indian system of medicine and healing so like the way you'd go to a chiropractor an acupuncturist a doctor I like you know I talk to people about their health an Eastern medicine lens. So um, I think that's just important because, let's see, I first learned about Ayurveda in college through yoga, um, because yoga and Ayurveda are highly related. Um, And I was studying engineering at the time. um, I don't even know why I was studying engineering (laughs) at the time, but I was studying engineering at the time, because it was something to study. And because studying engineering was my way to be in New York city, which is where I wanted to be. Um, and learned about Ayurveda and thought it was wonderful, but also be, being in Eastern science. Um, it wasn't one that was being talked about as highly and talked about as often. And so I ended up pursuing a more Western route of like study. Um, and so I went down to UNC to study nutrition and got a PhD in nutrition Um, all of it happening because what I cared about was how do we help people feel well and really seeing how what we eat right like literally makes our tissues like literally makes our bodies it just made sense to me that food has to be at the cornerstone of this um, and that it has to be a really important piece of any time that you're trying to like improve your health that we have to talk about food and that was how I felt about it. I know not everyone feels that way, but like to me, I was like, food is so important. Mm-hmm. And we love food. I come from a big Italian family. <laughs> like we spend a lot of time thinking about food. My grandparents were farmers in Italy. Like we, we you know, growing food, uh, cooking food, eating food. Like we spend a lot of time with food, and so um, it always felt really important to me. And uh, yeah, and so that's why. Um that was really what I wanted to focus on and study. Mm-hmm. Love it. Yeah. I should also say actually say don't give enough credit to this. So my dad um worked for Riches for many, many years. Oh. So Rich right down on Niagara Street. Mm-hmm. And so um Rich is a big food company. So like we like tour grocery stores. Like we are like connoisseurs cool. of grocery stores. Cause you know, my dad understands all the marketing and what foods here. Like, Oh, we have to go in tops. Cause they just started selling her donuts or whatever it was yeah. like. So I also just like love being in grocery stores. And like, that's always, has been a thing of like, Oh, let's see. Oh, what is this? And, you know, my dad will try, you know, a cake or this and say, Oh yeah. Oh, that's that flavor that's in it. Or, um, Oh, they must use baking soda. They must use this. Like, so kind of being exposed to that, like, awareness of, like, food and yeah. how it shows up. I don't know. I, I don't know if everyone enjoys visiting grocery stores as much as I do, but. A lot of people don't like it, but I don't mind it. Yeah. I don't mind going. Yeah. It's I think, fun. I think they're fun. Yeah. I don't know. And like, But if I'm, like, in a new city, like, if you're visiting a new place or a new city, like, do you. I don't know. You find it interesting to see the grocery stores? There? I do. Because yeah, I I'm love good.
0: seeing what local like companies and foods that they have. Yeah.
1: yeah. Cuz everyone has their own like their own flavor, their different kind of products that they use. Yeah, I think it's real. so cool. Yeah. So. Excellent you know.
0: segue. Oh, great. Um because you were briefly In Whole Foods. Yes. I mean, So why don't we... We can jump around a little bit, but since we're on the
1: topic of grocery stores, why don't we jump into that? That sounds great. And so, yes, and by Info Whole Foods, like, yes, I, like, shopped there a lot, but, like, (laughs) also, I had, yes, I had a snack line that was in Whole Foods. Um, Yeah, so this was 2016, 2017, Um, so I was coaching and teaching yoga and talking to people about health and wellness. And one of my clients, because of our work together, had started making these energy bars and they were delicious. (laughs) Like they were so good. Um, They're like peanut butter with chocolate chips. And like, it just was really lovely, really nice, uh, really nice. And I was doing a bunch of events where I needed like snacks to give to people. So it was like, okay, I'm going to start making these energy bars for these snacks um, that I need. And then, we ended up talking to this woman who owned a juice bar and she said, Hey, can I like, can, can we get these bars? Um, and suddenly I was the owner of a snack company. <laughs> um, and because pretty quickly he had to back out for his other reasons. So then it was like, only oh, my Yeah. It was like, my, and like that juice bar was in DC, which is where I was living at the time. And, it was like, okay. And so I found a commercial kitchen and I developed a bunch of other snacks so that I had like a whole line like because mm-hmm. so you, so you couldn't have just one bar. You had to have like a, a set of snacks. And then suddenly I was like pitching Whole Foods and other places to try to get Crazy. my snacks in their stores. And they yeah. were. And it was cool. Wow.
0: Yeah. So like in that whole process of essentially just having this in your lap, yeah, were you like – okay, this is what I'm going to do now. Like, it's the perfect mixture of nutrition and food and grocery stores. Like, did you see this as your lifelong thing? Or were you just kind of like, I don't know, let's just see where this is going?
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, I think there's a lot of reasons why it felt like the right step It's sort of like that thing where, like, you make a cake and everyone tells you, oh, my God, this is so good. Like, you should make cakes. Like, that had been my experience. Like, I'd make food for people. I'd make snacks for people. they say, oh, my God, you should sell this. And so, and you're always like, uh-huh, yeah huh But then suddenly, like, with people saying that enough and then the juice bar actually coming and saying, like, we might actually want to do this, it was like, okay, like, here's the <laughs> message that yeah. this is the thing to yeah. do. And the other thing that was interesting... For me, I think a reason why it also felt like a very easy or, or just like easy thing to fall into is that after spending three or four years talking about myself all the time, like, this is why you want my services. Like, this is why I can help you. Like, it felt so comfortable and so wonderful to be like it's not me it's my snacks you want my snacks yeah. right to be to put the focus on like this else. thing right a product as opposed to like me and my services like just it felt like a like a beautiful sigh of relief like especially because i probably and i probably still do to a certain extent but definitely in that time probably like a little too enmeshed of like where does sam begin and where does sphero collective end and like and like right like and if i get a new client then that means i'm a better human and if i don't have that new client then that means i'm a less good human right like i'm sure there was like a lot of that going on Mm -hmm. so the idea of like it's not me it's the snack probably felt sets up that separation for you yeah and it felt really nice it felt really nice and it felt nice to like be like again to be pitching something that wasn't me right so you know was it the uh, and was it the lifelong dream you know in the way that i'd always talk about it'd be fun to own a restaurant it'd be fun to own a coffee shop it'd be fun to cook for people and to be again to be sharing these foods with people in that way it felt like natural but um yeah it's really interesting there's too many choices in life (laughs) (laughs) there are (laughs) <laughs> right i know well and i mean i'm i'm going to guess that you feel this and let me know if i'm like totally wrong but you know obviously you you make clothes and you have this creative pursuit but it's not the only creative thing you do like maybe you also can draw or paint or like we're you know, dance or crochet or whatever, like, you know, you have multiple outlets for that passion. And I think that definitely shows up a lot with folks that are entrepreneurs is it's not like this is the only business I could ever possibly run. Like you could run like 95 different businesses if you wanted to. It's just which one works, which one fits at the time, which one feels most satisfying. Um, And so this definitely was the sort of like foray into like, what is a different type of business look like or feel like because i could do this too right and so yeah cool and you, this was when you were living in dc yeah
0: mm-hmm. so you're from buffalo you were yes. in new york city for engineering school yeah how much were you how how much how much, yes, how there, much was, years were you there? <laughs>
1: how much years four years <laughs> so i was in new york for four years and then i was down in north carolina for five and then was up in dc area for like six or so and you got your doctorate in, in north, north carolina, carolina. Mm-hmm. but you
0: were just there i'm just putting that together now yeah you were returning to a homeland
1: wait sorry what you were returning to north carolina on vacation this summer yes i was yeah. returning to a homeland yeah. well that's a whole other thing because i went to school in north carolina yes like it was a great program and it was a fit whatever i was also pretty convinced that i was moving to the beach and didn't really put together that Chapel Hill, North Carolina is, like, two and a half hours <laughs> from the beach. Like, I, like, arrived there and I was like, I've made a mistake. <laughs> I forgot. Whoa. I, thought, I mean, yeah. it worked out. Yeah, it worked out. All, all was well. But there was sort of this moment where I was like, I, I, this isn't exactly like I envisioned it. I forgot that I wasn't moving to the beach. That's Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think that might okay. be the same reason why I struggle to like commit to buying a house is because I've made multiple decisions in my life where like after like a month, I'm like, Oh <laughs> wait, I forgot, forgot to do that due diligence and like do the Google maps on how far away the beach is actually from my school. Cause I'm not moving Fair. to the beach, you know, yeah. just as funny. Did you feel that way? <laughs> um, living in New
0: York as well? Like you move there and you're like, this isn't what I was
1: imagining. No, actually it was exactly it was really? like wonderful. Yeah, mm-hmm. I really loved yeah. I mean it was like different and hard and weird and like all weird. the stuff that happens, but I really loved it and where I lived. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. School, I guess I had a little more of like this wasn't what I was imagining maybe. But yeah. but New York City itself I really loved. I know you had huh? a different experience. I know yeah, you felt I did. <laughs> Yeah. It's okay, though. Oh, right. No, and we talked about this, right, of, like, because if you would, like, depending on the neighborhood or where you Definitely. are. Because I think that's what I would say. You know, if I had landed in the middle of, like, Times Square, I don't think I would have felt as happy with my New York experience. But, I mean, for a long time... it wouldn't like I just stayed in my little neighborhood and that was what I loved about New York is that you didn't have to leave your neighborhood to do whatever it is you needed to do like that was the coolest piece to me yeah um and so I didn't I just (laughs) was just in my little neighborhood and it was yeah and maybe
0: one day I'll live my New York fantasy yeah like I have friends who live in Brooklyn Heights and their life seems great
1: yeah (laughs) it's so funny is there something like Specific to your New York fantasy or like what is it that you need or want? Yeah. Thank you for asking. You're
0: welcome. So in an alternate universe, yeah. I would be living in mm, probably either Williamsburg or okay. Lower East Side, I would say. Yeah. Something posh, not yeah. Soho, yeah. too posh. Yeah, yeah. Um I'd have some dogs that I'd bring to daycare
1: every day. Got and it. And I'd have
0: a fancy apparel job.
1: Got it. Oh, That's okay. it. Okay, got it. But in yes. reality,
0: I lived in a teeny tiny um, studio apartment in Pelham Bay in the Bronx yeah. with one cat who yeah. is my angel baby
1: but it's a different version. It's really interesting and like I hate to be all like in the olden days <laughs> and like and thinking about like the ways that like times and things change but like I th- I do think it's just it's the, the circumstance you end up being in and also the time like cause I think I was in New York like a little earlier than you like I was there 2006 2007 mm-hmm. yeah. like so then like, that was even before Williamsburg was, like, that. The thing. I mean, yeah, like, it was growing, like, while I was there. And so, like, so that was different. And, like, we just didn't, I, I don't know. It just, I feel like the east side was more affordable. Mm-hmm. Like I lived in the lower east side and in East Village. And, like, you could actually live there. Right. And, you know, so that was exciting. and um, And even... Just the nature of where I went to school. I was like laugh because I went to school called Cooper Union, which is near NYU. Mm-hmm. And like Cooper Union and NYU kids have the best views in Manhattan. Like I like, because of where the, um, the dorm was for my freshman year, like I had a view of the empire state building and wow. like, like, like you get these experiences that you could not otherwise have without very extensive funds. And I yes. realized that a couple years <laughs> in as well. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And so, um, so i guess just to say i understand the alternate universe and and just to say that you know if it was five years earlier maybe you could have lived in the lower east side and had the fancy apparel job like stuff just changes and shifts it's hard amen but then i would have never started arw
0: and i would have never fell in love with the small business community and i wouldn't have
1: started this podcast and we would not be here exactly i know (laughs) So thank God it didn't work out thank for you. Goodness. As you go home, it's like I wish I had the doggies take care. Oh no. no,
0: no. We have a cute little house, and we have now three cats. That's beautiful. They're my angels. That's so wonderful.
1: Yeah, my that's husband's nice. fine too. Yeah,
0: good. <laughs> He's, He's always angel. been in the picture. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it is just interesting those like twists and turns, and 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 then how timing affects it, and how because even okay, I'll give one more example. I'll bring I'll bring it a little bit back to like. The Whole Foods thing, Mm -hmm. you know, if I had started my business two years earlier, the market would have been that much less saturated. It would have been that much easier to actually grow my business. Or, ooh, here's another example. If I had started my business a year and a half later, because the commercial kitchen scene was growing so much, instead of being locked into a two-year, $2,000 a month, Payment for my commercial kitchen space, I could have been paying $60 an hour and like, and not like completely drained all my finances doing the business. So I have a friend that started a, a snack business a little bit after me and she was able to do it in a completely different way because the commercial kitchen space had changed so much in DC. Yeah. And in a way, again, that where it was a lot easier to take risks because there was not nearly the same upfront costs. And so it's like such a funny one with business. They always talk about like the way that timing is so important and that it's not just, are you a good business owner? Or are you a bad business owner? It's like, did you land in the right space in the right time that actually made your business possible? Um, I think it's so fascinating because it would have been, I mean, who knows, maybe I'd be still running the snack business if I had had that different experience or not, who knows, but, um, but it definitely would have been different. Right. Definitely would have been different.
0: Crazy. I know. It's fascinating. Mm -hmm. It is. Yeah. It's kind of spooky, but it's fascinating. I know. (laughs) So with timing. Yes. From North Carolina, you moved to DC. Yes. So. Tell me more about like that time in your life. Yoga was a part of your life too. Mm-hmm. So maybe talk about a little bit more how you got into that yeah. on an
1: instructor level. Yeah. So um, because, let's see, I started my business and sort of realized I wanted to be teaching specifically on, on, on wellness, yoga, Ayurveda, um, and health. That happened while I was at grad school, and that was this realization during grad school that, um, like, even though we've learned a lot, nutrition and Western nutrition is fabulous and wonderful for many things. We've also forgotten a lot of things. We've forgotten a lot of wisdom. There's a lot to be um, to be learned from these ancient traditions as well, and sort of realized that the, I, that I really wanted to bring that in a personalized one-on-one. Basis. So it was around that same time that I was also doing my yoga instructor certification um, because I was sort of in this like, what do I want to do? Because I know it's not going to be academia. I know I'm not going to be a researcher for the rest of my life. I have to figure out what it is I want to do with myself. So, yoga teacher training was a part of that. And then eventually starting um, Spiro Collective, which used to be called Happy Healthy Human. So like starting Happy Healthy Human, which is now Spiro Collective, um, was all part of that. So during my last year of grad school, I was finishing my doctorate while sort of running the business part-time and on the side. And then when I graduated, moved up to DC, um, and kind of like bang started it full time. It was like here I am. Yeah. Um and that was hard because I moved from like a community in a place where like people knew who I was to no one knows who I am. And I have to start this all again. So that time of my life was very, um, interesting. (laughs) Like, I mean, because you, you're kind of taking what you can get. You're trying so many different things. I was using the service called, thumbtack where they would basically like match you with people that wanted like a yoga instructor on demand, you know? Like, yeah. Like it was, so I would go to, a, I taught a few classes and people through that. Um, I'd had a connection because randomly I was teaching yoga for people that worked for the EPA in North Carolina. So that put me in the like federal government um, set of contractors. Whoa. So when I moved to DC, I was able to get on that same one. And so I was actually teaching Yoga for like Senate staffers <laughs> and like at the what? VA. Yes. I used to teach yoga for Senate staffers. I stopped doing that pretty quickly though because they were so stressed. Sorry, they were so stressed I couldn't
0: teach them. No, yoga. So this was, was this it was like crazy. more, was it virtual or did you this go? Was, no,
1: this was in person. Yeah, this, was oh. like, this was like 2014, 15, 16. Um, no, so no, sorry, twenty fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. Mm-hmm. That I was like, yeah. So I'd go to the VA, <laughs> I'd go to the Senate, um, and teach folks yoga. Yeah, and but like, they were not having it. Yeah, they were fine. It was. I felt so bad for them because a lot of these. It was a lot of the staffers. So they're all like, between the ages of twenty two, twenty four, twenty five. And they're like running our country, and they're um, like they have to be so connected to their phones because they're like at the beck and call of whatever's happening um, right. with their like senator and whoever they work for. So they like they all had their little blackberries out in oh. the yoga class, and they just this was hard. It was a stressful time. So, um, yeah, so it like, was just running around and teaching where I could and, you know, having my clients where I could. And, yeah. um, so it was like a very interesting time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I forgot about teaching the Senate people. <laughs> yeah. That was not shared last time. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was cool. I mean, it was neat to go, but uh-huh. Not as glam. Some some folks, especially since I was in D.C., people in D.C. thought it was very glamorous that I was doing this. It was not glamorous. It just was.
0: It was what it was. Just was. Yeah. yeah. It was cool. So how long were you in D.C. for?
1: About six years. Six years. Yeah. yeah so we came back up here. I guess 2021. 20, mm-hmm. COVID move.
0: And then at what point did you stop the um, snack bars? Yes,
1: snack bars stopped. 2018 so i think i ran it through 2017 middle of 2018 and 2018 it stopped um it was funny actually went to spain for a wedding um and or no portugal sorry Uh, portugal for a wedding and while i was there like i think i had like a dream or something and i was like I need to close the snack business. And like on the the plane home, I remember like talking with my husband through like a pro con list and basically arrived back in the US and started shutting it down. I was like, this is done. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I know. Um, Just I wasn't running the business I wanted to run anymore. I mean, beyond the fact that it was hard, you know, and in order to grow... I was at that point where I was going to have to, like, either try to get investors or change. Like, it was, I know. And I was like, this is not what I was ever interested in. Um, And the the food business, like, a very difficult business to be in. I wonder how this relates to clothing. Maybe you can tell me. but, But what sort of happens is, okay, I could sell it at a farmer's market. And let's say I'm selling a $3 energy bar. I get $3. Okay, great. I could sell it wholesale. So it goes to Whole Foods. And so instead of $3, I get, you know, whatever, $2 from it. Okay. But then if I want to get into more Whole Foods, I need a broker. And then the broker is the person that's taking it around to the Whole Foods and telling them, hey, you want these bars. So now I'm making... $1.50 dollar fifty per bar, yeah. you know, and then like you keep adding on those things as you grow so that your margins get smaller and smaller and smaller. So it's like this weird thing where it's like, OK, if I make an extra thousand bars in order to do this stuff with this broker and to be in that many more stores, I'm going to make that much less money per bar. Right. So it's like diminishing returns. Huh. The math was very difficult. And I was like, this, this is not what I was trying to do. <laughs> this is not the goal that I had. Right. Um, I, I, it just And so kind of taking that next step to like, I'm going to really try to get an investor or really try to ramp up my production and decrease my actual costs coming in mm-hmm. just didn't make sense anymore for me. Lots mm-hmm. of stuff. I know, yeah. I can't really speak to that in clothes.
0: Okay, I'm just a little little seamstress. Yeah, you <laughs> but yeah, I don't know how like, that works if you're selling your right your clothes
1: to other people. But so
0: with like wholesale, it's like the same concept. Okay. Like for, I'm assuming that most creators work like pay themselves like on an hourly basis. Okay, if they're the only ones. Well, I guess if they have employees, but. Work is done, like, on, like, how many hours, X amount of hours per hour. Um, so, obviously, if you're selling wholesale, you want to keep that same retail price that you've set for yourself. Yes. But you, for wholesale, you have to, whatever the markup that you've decided with your, this wholesale mm-hmm. person is, yeah, you're making a lot less money. Yeah. So, it's kind of like a pro and cons list, like you were saying, okay. of, um, like, do I want to be in a store and people, other people are selling my things for my less profit or do I want to make the work and I want to be the forward facing person and sell it myself and make more money.
1: Yeah. It's complicated. It's really hard. And obviously like the, the marketing and, and, like it is worth it. Like it makes sense to sell it wholesale. Like right. I know, you sell it a couple stores. Like mm-hmm. it makes sense to do it. It's not the case that it's like, this is a crap system. Like, <laughs> no, it's very helpful. Definitely. But but it is It's not perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And it does have to be a decision. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I've always find it so hard when I'm like shopping online, like of like do I buy it directly from that person or or you know, let's say I saw it, I don't know why I just saw on clothing like I see it on Nordstrom let's say okay well I could go back and purchase it from the person like I can find it or do I still just do it through the Nordstrom and maybe that's still helpful for them because then they're getting sold through the Nordstrom so then they're like Nordstrom is happier with them so they buy more right (laughs) Right. like it's 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 hard as a hamster wheel I know I find it hard as a consumer also to figure out like what's actually the most supportive way to to support those
0: businesses, I honestly—if you're speaking on a Nordstrom level—sure, I just purchase whatever's the cheapest. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I like it because if you're selling at Nordstrom, I think you're doing
1: okay. Yeah, there we go. Okay, I'll say we're at a Nordstrom level. That's true. Yeah. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. So you touched upon Spiro Collective. So talk a little bit more about that and how you got started. Mm-hmm, with that mm-hmm. and to what it is now.
1: Yes. You're right. Cause it's all, it's all been the same. It's all just morphed and shifted. And so in spirit collective now, I spend most of my time talking one-on-one with folks, um, about health, wellness, period, pain, headaches, trying to get pregnant. Um, those are the most common things I'd work with folks on. Um, so that's what I spend a lot of my time doing. And then I also have some courses and specifically like online courses and programs, um, I do events and workshops mostly virtual, although I also have a bunch going on in person now, which is really fun. I teach people about them in courses and programs and workshops and events. That's what I do. and it's wonderful. and that's and like that's what I wanted to do. That was the point. That was right. always the point. so it it feels really nice to actually get to work with people one-on-one and to get to have conversations and actually like see and witness change happen. Like that's very important to me. And then it's also really fun to think about thing, like to sort of step back and say, if I was going to step-by-step teach someone how to blank, like what would I do? And so that's also really wonderful. And fun. I love it.
0: <laughs> so last time we chatted, you touched, well, you said something about Ayurveda that really spoke to me mm. in that it's kind of more listening to your body and like not just being like, this hurts. I'm going to take an ibuprofen, <laughs> like thinking more about what could be causing that pain, where it's coming from. And I think for me personally, Ayurveda has always just been like Eastern
1: medicine. Ooh, but it's more like listening to your body. It is is listening to your body and then exactly understanding, not understanding. It's not that like every single person has to completely understand, and that sounds makes it sound too intellectual. But like, but that it's something is showing up in your body not randomly, Mm -hmm. right? Like if you have this pain, it's it's not random. There's something that's causing it. Right? You have the headache, and you you know yes, you could just take an ibuprofen, but there's probably a reason why you have the headache. So why don't we address? what's making you have the headache and then 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 the headache will go away um and of course like in ayurveda we also still have things that you can do like when you have the headache to support it um but but we don't want to do that exclusively we want to actually stop it from happening and then that's why your headaches don't just get worse and worse and worse and worse and worse over the years instead you get them less and less and less right Mm -hmm. Uh, i know it's really neat Mm -hmm. it's like a very it's 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 simple in some ways, and a lot of times it feels obvious, and so so, then that that can like it's like less exciting. You're like, oh, what you're saying? I just need to drink water, and like, yeah, yes, because because even though that feels so obvious, for some reason it's not happening. Right. Right? For some reason you're not actually drinking water, or getting up every once in a while, or stretching your body, or whatever that like obvious thing is and so when we actually name that obvious thing and actually talk about how that obvious thing is is truly impacting your health and we work on like how do we help make that obvious thing happen or not happen depending on what you need then it can all shift right it's like pretty amazing I mean it's been important for me I guess I should speak to the fact that you know I'm someone who growing up you know with all of our love of food and extreme digestive problems like it was not fun a lot and extreme period problems like I would like basically pass out every single oh. month and that doesn't happen anymore and that's right. really cool like it's really 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 cool um that that doesn't happen anymore um And so it can shift, but but it had to understand what are those things that are causing this issue in the first place. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's
0: so helpful with what you're doing now with Spiro to have those conversations with people. And sometimes it just takes like you not having dialogue in your head of like what's going on and then like just speaking out loud and Mm -hmm. someone being like, hey, this is what's happening. And you're like, oh,
1: (laughs) Well, and that's such a great point because often folks will come to me and they say like, okay, so I'm having these headaches and I have this like, you know, my, like get this like rash on my cheek. And then I, um, you know, I'm really tired at this time of day and like all of these different things. Oh, and my doctor told me I have high cholesterol and like, they have like this like list of all these random things. And the beauty of Ayurveda is like, like I'll hear those things and I'll say, uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, and are you having issues with your hair too? Is like your hair falling out a little bit? And they'll say, uh, yeah, because it's they weren't random. There's one cause that's manifesting in a bunch of different ways in your body. And so it's also a wonderful thing to like go from this dialogue or this um, labeling of like, oh my God, something's just so wrong with me because I have these nine problems to mm-hmm. saying, no, there's just one imbalance that when we fix it, like, the nine problems are all going to calm down. Right, like That's domino so effect. Cool. Yes, <laughs> it's so cool.
0: Love it. I do love it. So going back a little bit to the small business ownership of it all, yeah. it's this, like, trend on, like, social media and just within the space to be, like, the cool, like – overworked business owner like (laughs) i only got two hours of sleep but i got all this product done for you isn't it great don't don't you want to buy it Mm -hmm. um so i was wondering if we could speak a little bit more to that and like why that's not effective (laughs) and like how we can maybe kind of make that shift into becoming more effective
1: right and it it comes to mind is it's first kind of a moment of stepping back and and looking honestly at those situations and saying, you know, is this really working for me? Right. It seems like this is so great. I got to like I got two hours of sleep and I got so much done. And it's like, OK, well, how effective was that work? Like, are you really proud of all that work that happened? Were you able to do anything today? Because great, you got all that work done last night. But are you going to are you going to do anything today? Cause maybe you could have slept and then done work right. today. Right. Like, so, so kind of taking that moment to step back and say, am I actually being effective? Is it really that much more productive for me? And am I not paying the price in some other ways? Probably your body is, or your mind is, or your relationships are like, the, so I think that's the first piece that I always think of, like step back and, and ask yourself if it's actually working. Um, because it is the case that, you know, your body, your energy, like when I mean, we talked about like being connected with your I- identity, with your business, but you know, while your identity doesn't have to be connected, you are the manpower behind it. And so, uh, so taking care of yourself, like is the most important thing you could do. This is, I think I actually posted on this on, about this on Instagram today, now that I'm thinking about oh. it. Isn't that so funny? Um, of just this idea of like, if I don't take care of myself, how could I possibly take care of this my business? Right? right. How could I possibly take care of these other things? Um, does that answer your question? I don't Definitely. Know if I there. Yeah. yeah. I think that's important yeah. to just sort of check in on, like, yeah, the check in right. and, and is this really working? Yeah. Because
0: mm-hmm. I know if I would be lying if I said I didn't find myself in that situation a time or two. Sure. Um But. Yeah, it's definitely like, okay, I'm going to get this done now, and then I can sleep until noon.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Right. And or, just
0: flip-flop the two.
1: Well, And exactly. And, like, my example, I'll say, oh, like, wait, I just really want to get this email out. Like, I know that looking at my phone and my computer and doing work stuff before bed is going to make me not sleep as well, but I'll just get this one email out. And it's like, okay, but now you didn't sleep well, and the entire next day you're only at, like, you know halfway there right like you could like like is it really working i know you know the words are just not even coming out anymore but right. i i totally i do it i do it myself all the time i have to like remind myself that like if i go to bed like that is good for my business like yeah if i, if I eat breakfast this will be good because the other thing that shows up and i'm teaching a workshop about stress in a couple weeks and this is one of the things we talk about is the way that our brains and our bodies, they don't understand the difference between physical and mental stressors. So if you're running on empty, right? You didn't eat breakfast. So your body's kind of like, again, running on empty. It's in a stress state. And then you get that email that the vendor has to drop out of Ava or this person is dropping the clothing or whatever. Like you get that bad email. You're already primed to basically freak out about it. As opposed to oh, okay, that vendor dropped out. well, I know the twenty others that I already have on the list, and frankly, they can't return the fee, so okay, I'm gonna get another vendor right like exactly you know but have you yeah. ever felt that where like just it would be so almost so easy to switch out the like freak out versus the like completely normal response right, and taking care of our bodies can be the difference between those two responses.
0: It's like when you're watching a movie and you see the character, like, do something very dumb (laughs) and you're like, why are you doing that? That doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I know. I know it can be painful to watch. And, again, like... None of us are sitting there and like being like I am going to sabotage my business by not eating (laughs) breakfast this morning, but but it is like but I think we don't take enough time or just there's not enough conversation about acknowledging that taking care of yourself will be taking care of your business so. give yourself that yeah
0: because you are the face behind your business and you're the one that has gotten yourself here
1: (laughs) yeah yeah gotta take care of yourself it's true you deserve it for real Mm -hmm.
0: so let's talk a little bit more about the business and for you what would you say that your favorite part of owning a business is and what are the hardest or your least favorite parts
1: I think definitely the favorite part, if I think about, like, why own a business versus, like, working for someone else, I think the the idea that I get to always choose if I'm working or what I'm working on, that is very, very attractive to me. Because um, when I've worked for other people and, I don't know, like, if I just have to, like, be at the desk but don't have anything to do or they want to work on this project, but I would rather work on that project. Like that was just always very difficult for me to do. So the idea that I get to decide what to do and I always know why I'm working on something that makes my life very satisfying and working very satisfying. Um, but the least favorite thing, it's actually something that you sort of mentioned of, of, of like like you're the one that got you here and you're the one that's doing it like the 100% responsibility is sometimes scary and overwhelming and for they real? do that like no one knows my business as well as I do and no one can so people can give advice but no one can make the decision that like this is what's going to be best for your business and right. that's always going to rest 100% on me and that is like Sometimes quite annoying. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like, wouldn't it be so nice if I could just like ask my business question to you and you could tell me what to do. And that would be a great idea. But I tried to do that a lot when I first started my business and it did not work.
0: No, because you're kind of also looking for a specific answer. Of course. And (laughs) when you don't get it, you're like, but, but there's this one other part that you don't know about that. Let me explain.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: But even when perhaps you, well, yeah, you were talking about how you were having a pros and cons list yeah. with your husband. Um, even, like, when I'm talking to my husband about things, he's just like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, in that conversation, I think my husband still landed on, so I think you should keep your business open. And yeah. I said, no. Because like- you were looking for him to say, it's time to end it. Or do oh, you- great question. Oh, yeah. that's a great question. Was I look at? I probably... Yes, I... move. <laughs> <laughs> hold on a second I gotta like, go lay down on the couch there. <laughs> I never, I never thought about that before. Late. <laughs> but yeah I probably was yeah okay thank you You're yeah welcome. I probably was oh. yeah, you made the right everybody. choice Thanks. <laughs> but I probably was I didn't I wouldn't have thought that at the time and I would have thought okay look, look it I just I just need someone to bounce this off of to see and look at the pro con list but yes was I secretly probably hoping and waiting for him to say Sam it's time for you to close it yes crazy i know it's fascinating
0: yeah and even
1: like when
0: i have those conversations with my husband nolan and then like i'm like i don't know should i just like stop it all and end it all and he's like well why don't you and i'm like no i shouldn't and he's <laughs> like well what do you want from me, to you, want from me? <laughs> you just want someone to have the
1: magical answers right and the magical totally. answers don't exist totally i know it's really hard it's really hard yeah so but it's something that everybody goes through it's true it's true. And it's a great point. Okay. So I'm going to say one last thing on that, which is, I think this is also why entrepreneurship is like wonderful for life. Like I think it's a wonderful life experience because that is actually true for everyone, even if you don't own a business, but I think it becomes that much more obvious with a business. And so it's very nice practice to realize that when it comes to life, no one can decide what I can do anyway. Very true.
0: So, so with that all being said, yeah. what would you like to see for the future of Spiro? Do you have any ideas?
1: In many ways, it's beautiful. And I know it's always going to continue evolving and changing and shifting, right? Because like, of course it is. There's no way it's going to stay stagnant. Um, I definitely always still want to be meeting with people one on one, that's important. To me, I would love to actually have my own dedicated space and office. I currently share space um, at Carrie House in Buffalo, which is wonderful. Um, But it also is always lovely to think about whatever space you could build and being able to just create that environment that you'd like to have. Um, And I'm going to continue putting it out there because I do have dreams of like having enough support staff around me to be able to teach more and share more like I can only teach so many workshops not just because like taking the workshop takes time but setting up the event page takes time and writing up the description and the marketing like so having more folks to support me in all of those pieces so that I can just go out and teach is the dream Is the dream to me yeah I know it's like
0: there's like the little minute things that take the most time that you just want someone else to do it of
1: course right I know big surprise I would like someone else to take care of all the dirty work we're all back here at the beginning again no one can do it the same as you no one can do it the same as I can I know part of me is like no just do it just that's fine right but just um, find the time yeah but but that would just be nice because I I guess it is the case it's not that I just want to like get rid of those things because I've I had points where I've had more people working for me and not. And, I, and I'm fine doing some of these things, but recognizing that it is keeping me from doing the pieces that only I can do, that's where I'm like, oh, I would love to have that. And recognizing that some people are like way better at other things than I am. Like, marketing, I do not have a marketing degree. No. I do not have, a co- like, I'm not a great copywriter necessarily. I try, I work really hard on it, but like. Right. There are other people that can do these things better, and I would love to support them in doing those things, Um, and that would be cool.
0: Yeah, I feel that. Mm -hmm. So would you happen to have any advice for someone who is interested in being in the wellness space as a
1: career path? Hmm advice for anyone interested in being in the wellness space as a career path i think there's a a moment to sit down and ask why it is you're sharing what you're sharing or what it is you want to do i'm especially thinking about there's sort of this like like this is a big thing in the yoga space of like I was a lawyer and I was unhappy and so now I'm a yoga teacher and now my life is like all sunshine and roses. And like that's not a great reason to become a yoga teacher like because you think it will make everything will become easier if problems. you do it. Yeah, and yeah. I think that can often happen in the wellness space of like if well if I'm if I'm only thinking about health then I'll be healthy. If I'm only thinking about yoga then I'll be a yogi. Like you, I think that happens a little bit more in the wellness space. So mm-hmm. sort of stepping back and asking what is it that I actually do want to share or what is it, what skills am I actually bringing to the table? Meaning for some folks it is a wellness-based snack and they can, they can be in the health space and still be in their values in a, in a way that feels really good for other folks. It is teaching and they care about teaching for other people. It's one-on-one practitioner work and that's what they would like to do. But so I just just invite that sort of step back and of like, do I think that this is just going to solve my life by being in this space or do I actually have something I want to be sharing and giving Um, because it's not going to be easy. You still run into issues and personalities and situations, even if you're in like a, you know, a a space that feels really beautiful and positive. Um, And because you want to really be able to keep your focus on who you're helping Especially through in the wellness space. Um, because if it is if it's all about you, it's it's not gonna work that well. Right. Mm-hmm. That's great advice. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, I feel like I didn't know if that would resonate with yeah, you I, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Does? Yeah. I think that's even resonating
0: more not more, but outside of wellness, because mm. I feel like some people are like, I was a like corporate lawyer, great example. I was a corporate lawyer for fifteen years and I was so tired of working Mm -hmm. 75,000 hours a week.
1: So now I knit. (laughs) It's
0: like, well, do you like knitting? Or do you just feel like that's like your last ditch effort at normalcy? (laughs) Right.
1: Well, and that's a great point, right? You're so right. And entrepreneurship in general is like, because you're not working for the man. And so now everything is easy. And you're like, "Mm, well, No. no, there's a lot of responsibility. There's a lot of dirty work. There's a lot of like... It's It doesn't make everything better. You still have to deal with people. You still have to, like, it, there's still a lot. And if not more so, because you have to get your health care on the exchange. You have to understand taxes. There's a lot that goes into it. <laughs> For real. <laughs> well, Sam, we've reached the end. It's, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry that we're at the end. It's been a wonderful okay. conversation. It really, truly has been. Yes. But I would like you to
0: share what you have going on, where people can find you. I know you mentioned you're doing a stress workshop. If you'd like to share the details on that, share what's going on this summer. Thanks.
1: I know there's so much wonderfulness happening. So Sam, so SpiroCollective.com, S-P-I-R-O Collective. You can find me there on Instagram as well as SpiroCollective.com. And yes, I've got some virtual workshops happening, uh, but in-person workshops to speak to the fabulous Buffalo community and partners that I have um, upcoming. May 4th, I'm at Nickel City Skin Spa to talk about sleep. May 17th, I'm at Vital Roots Chiropractic to talk about stress. And then I'm doing a bunch of workshops this summer with uh, Gypsy Meadow Markets, which is going to be so wonderful, cool. so outdoors, um, and I'm teaching some workshops at Yoga Parkside as well, Ooh. so like, we've got a lot there. Oh, plus some prenatal, postnatal workshop work at Carrie House um, Buffalo, which is where I see folks um, for consultations, but then also teach some of these workshops, so there's a lot of goodness happening, um, and I'd love to see folks this summer, so yeah. If you're a listener let me know that you listen to the podcast and say hi and say hey <laughs> and that'll be cool um love it yeah you love summer in buffalo me so much too going on. i know it's a beautiful thing yeah mm-hmm. um really quick where does yeah. the name spiro come from spiro comes from italian spiro means i breathe so wow yeah. cool. <laughs> all right well, that is that. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Ashton. This has been wonderful.
0: Oh, so glad. And thank you for listening to another episode of Long Story Long. Goodbye.